great Odin's raven. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is, uh, this is ridiculous. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. With, I'll go. Hello and welcome to the FilmPulse.net podcast. This is episode number 48. My name is Adam. Today I'm joined by Kevin. How are you, Kevin? Doing all right. And we're also joined by Todd. How are you, Todd? Hi, I'm good. We have a very special year-end episode of the show today. We're going to be talking about our top 10 movies of the year. We're also going to be talking about our most anticipated movies of 2013 and I think we'll have some worst of sprinkled in there, some honorable mentions and all kinds of fun stuff. So let's just kick things off. I think what we'll do is we'll just kind of go over our top tens first, maybe talk about some honorable mentions and just take it from there. We're not going to do a what we've been watching today. We're just going to stick straight to the lists. Uh, Kevin, why don't we start with you? What's your number 10? Uh, well, first I should state by saying that there was a couple of movies that we didn't get to see. Oh, yes. Because of the awesome towns that we live in. <laughs> so yeah, the list will not include Zero Dark Thirty, Silver Linings Playbook. I don't know if I'm missing anything else. Um, no, those were the, the big two that I think had potential to be on my list. Oh, and another one that I saw on uh, numerous other lists is uh, This Is Not a Film, the Iranian film. I didn't get to see that either. Probably no, I didn't. Won't for didn't like five that. years or something. No, I didn't get to see that either. I don't know if that would end up on my list. I, I am. I, I doubt it I, would. I am I'm making a documentary list for the site right now, so that'll be up and that'll have my 10 documentaries. Okay. So it. it so that one would probably have potential to be on that list, but oh well. Oh well. Too <laughs> bad. All right. My number 10 is P.T. Anderson's The Master. That's my number 10 as well. Well, how about that? I didn't put mine in order. Well, you should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> I specifically chose not to put it in order. Well, okay. that, that'll make it more fun. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't like to adhere to the number system. I had well, I had a difficult time with the whole number system as well. They're essentially uh, yeah. pretty arbitrary from 2 to 10. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, my bottom half is pretty much interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, same here. All right, so why don't you just give us give us one of them, Todd? Well, I can say that one of them is not the master, so... Um, there we go. <laughs> I'll say that one of them would... Uh, uh, let me try to go in some kind of order, maybe. Um, so I'll start, let's say, with um, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, okay. was one of okay. mine. Well, th- that, this, that is, this is one that I did not get to see yet. And this was one I was supposed to review and got sick and didn't get it up in time. That's okay. Uh, I, I saw it. I thought it was okay. Did, was did, definitely didn't get on my list, though. But you know what? I, I'll accept that. I'll accept that on the list. Well, it's interchangeable between Perks and Seven Psychopaths. Okay. Okay. Um, number nine, I have Amor, Michael Haneke. Mm. Haneke? Mm-hmm. Haneke at number nine. What do you have, Kevin? Um, my number nine is, might be somewhat surprising. Mine is The Color Wheel. Color Wheel? Wow. The co- okay. Yeah, The Color Wheel. Alex I Perry really Ross. That. I love that movie. Very interesting. Okay. 
And how about you, Todd? Uh, then I would go ahead and say here, um, Skyfall, The Bond. Yeah, that that almost made it in my list. Excellent, excellent film. Same here. I has that. I have that's uh, honorable mention to me. That was the first ever Bond film that I saw. Yeah, and you came out of the gate good on that one. Yeah, I pick I picked a good starting spot. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the best one. I mean, I know there's some of those Sean Connery, obviously, that kind of get put in their own category, but um, oh, I think it's by far the best. I think it's the best easily. Yeah. It, for me alone is the the scene at the end with the helicopter crashing yeah. into the house. It could have just been a short film and that's all it was and I'd be an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number eight, I have The Imposter by Bart Layton. Ooh, I have that as an honorable mention. That didn't make it into my top ten. But my God, was that that was an amazing documentary. I loved it. I loved it. What's your number eight, Kevin? Uh, I have Seven Psychopaths. And number eight. That's one of my honorable mentions, actually. This, to me, was just... This was the most fun I had at the movie theater all year. I, I really did like it. And, and, Todd, this is on your top ten as well? Uh, yeah, it would be like... It's like tied with perks of being a wallflower for number ten. Yeah, I, I, I really loved enjoyed that. this. I could watch uh, Sam Rockwell doing his proposed <laughs> uh, shootout. <laughs> retelling over and over and over again I think uh, I think Seven Psychopaths is definitely one of the surprises for me this year because I didn't think I was going to like it at all I generally don't like those kinds of movies but yeah, that was sort of the same for me going in I was just like oh, I'll probably like this now I liked In Bruges but mm-hmm. I just for some reason the marketing for Seven Psychopaths did not grab me at all no, they did a terrible job with that. Yeah. All right. Um, did you have one, Todd? For what? Where are we at? Uh, I already so lost I, track. I Seven. Uh, so my so my third one. Let's see. Um, then I would uh, pick um, Coriolanus, the Shakespeare. Ooh. Oh, okay. Ray Fiennes. That almost made it on my list of worst movies. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I I loved it. Only, only because I, that's more of a personal thing. I just hate when they put it in a somewhat uh, modern setting, but keep the Shakespearean language. I just hate that idea altogether. Not a big fan of Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet? Oh, God, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, number six. That's what we're on, right? Six? Uh, I thought seven. Well, we're on seven. seven. I'm sorry. I'm already messed up. This is good, uh, good times have... doing top tens out of order yeah. with three people. <laughs> uh, it's just a big mess at this point already. We're five minutes in. Does it take uh, us long? I have, for my number seven, Holy Motors by Lewis Cracks. Ah, I have Moonrise Kingdom by Sanderson. Wow. I, I thought that would be higher up for you. I thought so initially as well. But when I got down to make the list, it, it kept dropping and dropping. Now, I didn't think that Holy Motors would make it on my list, uh, but then I saw it. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is just amazing to me. I loved it. Loved it. Todd, what about you? I would love it if I had seen it, but I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh you'll love it. Oh, you <laughs> will love it. So I would, um, I would then pick Lincoln. Lincoln? Lincoln. Wow. This is a movie I didn't get to see yet. 
And uh, Kevin, I, you hate you hate it already before even seeing it. Yeah, which I I feel slightly bad about, but I just knowing Steven Spielberg, not a big fan of his and the whole sentimentality thing. We'll, we'll uh, see though. I I am going to watch it. I tried to watch it for this episode, but I just I didn't get to it. He tried to watch it for this episode so you could shit on it. Uh, well, I wanted to give it its fair shake and see if it would make the list, but I didn't. I watched. Uh, two other ones that didn't make it that I thought had a better chance, Barbara and Taboo. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I saw Lincoln. Uh, I wouldn't put it on my list, but it wasn't as bad as Warhorse. I despised Warhorse. Did you like that one, Todd? Uh, yes, but I knew when I was watching it that I liked it for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> that is, there- I, I completely just allowed my brain to just not watch and pay attention and just sat back and let it be uh be a little kid and um be swept away by Spielberg's sentimental yeah story. I, I definitely liked Lincoln more than Warhorse. And I mean if you're into performances, like to me Lincoln just felt like it was uh watching a play. It felt like it was just I was watching a theater production. That's what it felt like to me. And like the performances were great, but there is several scenes that are just, it was too cheesy. Just too cheesy. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. I wasn't hating on it that much until you told me about the one scene. And that sort of took me over the edge. So yeah. I'm, I'm worried about seeing it. Yeah. Can, candlelit vigils and whatnot. <laughs> the, what'd you think of the speech at the end? I, I don't, I mean, it's obviously not a spoiler. We all know what happened. <laughs> But Todd, uh, what did you think of the end, the uh, the speech in the candle flame? Uh, oh, you mean the wait, the, not the very end. You mean um, no? It's uh, well, it's towards the end when they show like the the candle flame flickering, and then him kind of like superimposed in the candle flame giving the speech. Oh, mm, oh, after he's been shot. Yeah. Uh, whoa, yeah, whoa, I, whoa! Spoiler <laughs> alert. Not a big. Not a big fan of that. The reason that it's there is because the um, I'm such a history buff, I think, and the issue and what they talk about and deal with is so hard to put on film. Um, and he does it in a fairly entertaining way. And uh, I just think Daniel, just to watch Daniel Day-Lewis become Lincoln was just a, a nice experience. Um, I would have cut it here and there. I would have gotten rid of some of those cheesier moments but when they are actually in the middle of trying to get votes for example for the 13th amendment and there and it actually plays like a political thriller mm-hmm. i loved mm-hmm. that part of it i I, I really that enjoyed to the game for me a little bit yeah i really enjoyed that too like the i like the the james spader character and and uh his crew with like john hawks and i just i loved right. seeing what they how they got the votes and stuff like that like i thought that that was really interesting but unfortunately there was just too many things that were problematic for me all right number six i have rust and bone by jacques odiard oh okay now i have holy motors at six. Ooh, pretty close on there yeah and Todd, what are you what are you thinking for your rough roughly number six? Roughly number six then would be let me look. I'm trying to look at my list. Uh, da, 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 da. Moonrise Kingdom. That's that's a little bit higher up on my list. 
Uh oh, a little bit higher up. Yeah, what? I, man, it would foreshadowing. Be, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm having a hard time putting them in order. So it's also I, I found it difficult that, and I'm sure a lot of people have this problem. Some of the films that I've seen earlier in the year, I don't feel as though they get a fair enough chance because I don't remember enough. We'll be no, I mean, it's, that, it's, yeah. it's not like fresh in my mind. A, a lot of my honorable mentions were from earlier this year. And, and I do agree, like most of the top 10 lists you see are like everything from the second half of the year. Yeah. For the most part. Because I, I feel as though if I watched Moonrise Kingdom right before we did this, it would probably be higher. Well, see, I just uh, I just watched it again on Blu-ray, and I loved it even more the second time. So, mm, see, but uh, yeah, Rust and Bone, I another surprise for me uh, at just how much I absolutely loved this movie. It was just fantastic. I haven't um, seen it yet, or I think it would be on mine as well. Yeah, I think you would like it. It's it's really good. All right, number five might be a controversial one. Uh-uh. At least in the company of the two of you, I have the Avengers by <laughs> Joss Whedon. Ooh, another film I have not seen yet. You won't like it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. I thought that this was the perfect, almost the perfect superhero movie. I'm a big comic book fan. It was, just, it was just a feat in and of itself to try to culminate this movie from, what was it, five or six other movies. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought it was great. It was funny. It was extremely well written. Loved the dialogue. Obviously, the action was awesome. There it is, Avengers. Avengers at number five. Yep. I have what is probably the complete opposite of that movie. Cinematic, cinematically speaking, at number five is Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. Oh, no, I haven't seen this yet. I really want to... This, nah, to me, is probably easily the most beautifully shot film of the year. I will be seeing this for the Spirit Awards. So, probably this week I'll be seeing this. Highly recommend it. And it's on my Netflix right now to watch. Oh, you're... Yeah. You should Actually, enjoy it. Yeah, I actually started watching it last night, but I fell asleep, so mm-hmm. I have to pick it up. It wasn't even very far into it. It was like 10 minutes in. All right, you're number five, Todd. Well, I could even replace um, the last one, Lincoln, with The Avengers. The Avengers was just is one of those that could have been on the list. Um, I, I really enjoyed The Avengers. I thought it was a hard thing to do, and they did it very well. Um, but I would put... Uh, instead, I guess I would put um, Looper. Okay, uh, that's actually that's actually my number four. Oh, that's an honorable mention for me. I I actually revisited Looper on Blu-ray as well, and it it's just such a great movie. So so entertaining. It's such an original story. Um, Cinematography is great. I just loved everything about Looper. It was it, it was a fun movie, fun movie. Too bad that it was my worst theater experience of the year. <laughs> you got to revisit it because fucking stupid ass teenagers. Sometimes a bad theater experience can bring a movie down. Oh yeah, it can. That's that's no good. 
Uh, what's your number four, Kevin? My number four is Django Unchained. Django Unchained. A little bit higher on my list. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. This, like I said with uh, Seven Psychopaths, this was probably the most fun I had at a movie theater this year. It was just, and I think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio probably gives his best performance I've ever seen. His character was so ridiculous and over the top. Yeah, I think all the performances in that movie were just fantastic. But that's really what Tarantino does is he's somehow able to take these actors and really just bring out their <laughs> best performances. I mean, even Don Johnson. I mean, who would have thought? He was fine. He was great in that movie, too. Don Johnson. Don Johnson. <laughs> All right, you're number four, Todd. Uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. A little bit higher on my list. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the, the, the Beasts of the Southern Wild is a little bit higher on my list as well. But I, I can understand four. Well, it could, again, four. it could be higher. So I'm just... That's right. You're just, you're just picking randomly. Yeah. Yeah, we're just, we're you, just are going you picking, random. Are you picking them out of a hat by any chance? No. Ah. Uh, uh, number three for me is Moonrise. I'm huge Wes Anderson fan, and I'll pretty much love anything he does. Uh, the Moonrise was no exception. I thought that it was... A lot of people are saying like it's his best movie in years and stuff, but when I look at his filmography, I, I really have a hard time like ranking them. Yeah. So, for me, it was just another great Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Well, I'm the same way. I like pretty much all of them. I don't I don't think I would really care what the hell he does. I would probably still like it. Yeah. Uh Kevin, number three. Oh, my number three is Rust and Bone. Rust and Bone, come back, number three. That's surprising because when we talked about this before, I, I had the impression that I liked it more than you. Apparently not. Apparently not. I didn't get I didn't, that impression. I don't I really thought, remember either. I don't remember anything. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't like it as much. I don't know. Now I do. <laughs> it's another. It's another reason that these lists are a little bit, you know. Oh yeah. Odd. It's just. It's just fun. It's just fun to list movies. It's fun to list anything. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, Todd. Number three. So and then I would throw out um, Argo. Now this was so close. To being on my list, it, it didn't quite make it, but I really loved Argo. I thought yeah. it was just amazing. This is an honorable mention for me as well. This was, uh, and I think, I think it was Ebert that said it perfectly. Is this was a movie, and, it, and it's hard to describe, but this felt like such a movie when I was watching it. Yeah, it is a movie. It, but it's just like Hollywood movie greatness. But yeah. really nothing nothing that special to me. But for whatever reason, it was it was so great. I hope Ben Affleck keeps uh, directing and bringing his A-game because I'm really liking what he's coming out with. Yes. Loving it. All right. My number two, Beast of the Southern Wild. Uh, this was uh, my number one spot for a long time. Till obviously, oh, uh, <laughs> what could your number one be? <laughs> till, till obviously another Jeez. one knocked it down. But really, my number one and number two are completely interchangeable. I love them both for different reasons. And I thought that being Ben Zeitlin's first film 
this was just incredible. And the, 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 the performances that he was somehow able to get from these non-actors, it was just astounding. And it's just such a magical film. I loved every second of it. I did as well. It's definitely the most original film I think of the year. Um, Yes. And unique and very hard to put in comparison to any other movie. The only thing that I would even closely compare it to, and probably one of the reasons I loved it so much, was would be George Washington. Oh, yeah. Dave, David Gordon Green's. But it's even it's even completely different than that. It, it is, yeah. It is completely different. It's just the really, it's like just the the feel that kind of uh, rural decay. I just love that backdrop. Yeah, Beast of the Southern Wild. It has to be the epitome of surprise this year that came completely out of nowhere and not only did it turn out to be a good film it turned out to be an amazing film yeah yeah all right kevin you're number two my number two might surprise you and it is a more uh it surprised me a little bit yeah more at number two now i have like i haven't read a lot about this movie like what other people thought um but i do think that i read it differently than a lot of people but the main thing is the two performances are probably two of the best of the year of yeah i mean a the couple they were they were good i didn't i wasn't blown away by them but uh this would i had a really hard time with this movie and the placement on my list uh it wasn't on my list at first and i thought okay well this it's such an amazing film. It's got to be on there. But I had a really hard time because it's not a movie that I would ever revisit. It's not a movie that I just have some friends over and be like, yo, let's put on a more. <laughs> let's, let's pop in a more real quick. <laughs> Crack a couple beers, watch some more. Uh, but it was just, it was so good. It had to make it on my list. That sounds like the most depressing party one could have pretty much it sounds like every party i have <laughs> uh you should do that for like new year's one year having a more viewing party there you go bring in the new year uh todd number two well here is where where i could actually choose um to say which one was my best film of the year and so pick a actual number two because a more is number one on mine um, so Django Unchained is number two then. Very nice. Ooh. Very nice. It's just a rip roaring ride from start to finish. Um, yeah. And it's got everything you could ever want in a film um, from the ridiculous violence to the hilarious uh, white bag over the head scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she works so damn hard on those. <laughs> And, uh, an ungrateful assholes. <laughs> and and then it's also got this wonderful love story attached to it. Um, and then, as you said, with Leo giving this ridiculously good performance, and Christoph Waltz being brilliant as always. But he and and um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox be playing very low to the low to the ground, as I would say, not not playing anything over the top, allowing Leo to be that character. Um, right. I, I thought that Christoph Waltz was more uh, cartoonish and more animated than Jamie Foxx, but yes, 
that's I think that that's why the the dynamic between the two of those characters works so well is that Jamie Foxx was such an understated character. You know, he he was very quiet, wasn't over the top and ridiculous, and almost every other character in this movie was. And I think yeah. that that's one thing that helped it work so well. Plus, this course- movie had Fritz, the acknowledging horse. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the greatest thing I've seen him film all year. Um, I just uh, everything about Django was amazing, and I really, really hope that there's an extended cut or a director's cut that comes out because, like we mentioned in last week's episode, there were some things that felt like they were kind of just dangling yeah. that I would love to see where those, what those were, and where it led, and maybe how it changed the story. Uh, okay. Well, obviously, that's my number one. Kevin, what's your number one? My number one is Beast of the Southern Wild. Beast of the Southern Wild, number Beast. one. Just an amazing film. So we all, a... we all had different number ones. Yeah. There but you go. see, it's tough because, uh, like I said, my number one and number two, they were kind of interchangeable this year. Usually, I have a solid number one, but this year it was kind of up in the air. Yeah, I, a lot of these films could be my number one. And maybe it's because I, I rewatched Beasts of the Southern Wild recently. Maybe I would have to rewatch Django again. I would to like really... to rewatch Django again. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it again. I wanted to rewatch it as soon as it was done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Um, let's talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, I've been kind of ticking them off as they've been talked about already for me. So uh, I'll just kind of list mine off here. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I had give an honorable mention. I had that as well. This was this was on my top ten at one point, but it just slowly got pushed off. Uh, Killer Joe by William Friedkin. I really really enjoyed this movie, but it just wasn't making it there. The Raid yeah. by Gareth Evans. I loved the raid and I wanted it to be on my top 10 so bad because it's just, it's like nothing I've ever seen as far as martial arts films. It really elevates that subgenre to something just amazing. I loved it. Can't wait for the sequel. Um, safety sequel. Oh yeah. There's going to be three of them. Three of them. That might be a bit much. (laughs) It it depends. Well, it depends on where they go with it. I just I'm tired of everyone's trilogy obsession. Why does everything have to be a damn trilogy? Are they gonna put it in yet another skyscraper that's even taller? <laughs> yeah. Or are they, I don't know. Are they gonna go opposite and make it like in a quarry where he has to fight his way <laughs> to the bottom of a quarry? <laughs> <to> go down. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of mine shaft situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great. I'd like to see it take place in a mall. Mall? That's filled with, huh? yeah, not not like an abandoned mall, but like a one that's like Christmas shopping. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Christmas shopping mall. It time. takes place. It takes place in Macy's in New York. That's yes. where I want it to be That'd during be during the holiday season. I would I would watch that film easily. Oh I yeah, I want to see that as well. I also have Safety Not Guaranteed by Colin Trevorrow. This was another one that was on my list for a long time. At one point, this was number three on my list. I really, really enjoyed this. And that fell. Oh, yeah. That was on my list as well. I think it was one of those things where 
uh, the longer I went without seeing it again, like it just, you know, started dropping. Yeah. You sort of realized it's not as memorable as you thought it was. Yeah. I also have The Gray with Liam Neeson. Another great, uh, big surprise. Big surprise for me this year. Didn't think it was going to be anything but taken in the woods with wolves. And it turned out to be something much, much more. And I highly recommend seeing that if you haven't yet. And finally, I have Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. Yeah, this this was a big surprise for me, too, because I really didn't know anything about it, about a bodybuilder looking to find love. And it was just a great film. Huh. Yeah, I, heard good, pretty much. I, I heard good things about Teddy Bear. That's another yeah, one that came out near the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. seems like everyone has just completely forgotten about it. Yeah, and I think that's a shame. So I wanted to mention it honorably. Go. We'll let, uh, what, what's Todd got? Um, honorable some mention. Of are, some of those would be on my list, like Safety Not Guaranteed. Um, do, 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 do. I'm about to see Killer Joe. I bet I'm going to like that one. Um, I would have, I have Arbitrage on my list. Oh, yeah. Now, that's one that I just watched recently. Forgot about that one. Watched that this week. I was not impressed as much as everyone else seems to be. I wasn't blown away by it. It was a solid film, though. It's a good film. Um, I have the uh, about the three boys who discover Telekinesis Chronicle. Oh, yeah, Chronicle. This this is a movie that people keep talking about that I have to see. Because initially when this came out, I just sort of wrote it off as it looked terrible to me. But the more people talk about it. I don't see you liking that one, but uh, I really enjoyed it. That's another one I kind of forgot about. That came out earlier in the year. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, I also included here The Cabin in the Woods. Now, see, I would really like to add that that, again, Cabin in the Woods was on my top ten for quite a while, and it somehow got pushed off. But, yeah, obviously, I loved Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> and then yeah. um, Oslo, August 31st. Ooh, that's a good movie, too. I liked it. I liked it. like that one. Um, Jesus Henry Christ. Now, see, I did not like that at all. Which I, well, apparently I did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was unusual. Uh, I would add Magic Mike. That would be, yeah, that would be up there on my list, too. I liked Magic Mike a whole lot. That was another surprise for me, how good that was. But then again, Soderbergh, so it's not that big of a surprise. No, and then just for some moments in it, um, Prometheus. Ooh, foreshadowing some controversy there foreshadow i i didn't i still stand by my original thoughts on prometheus i like the movie i just think that it it just had a lot of issues yeah it does it's one of those movies where people's expectations were so high for it that when it wasn't what anyone expected it just (laughs) all i can think of because remember, I saw this movie with Ryan. Right. And his expectations were completely different. And I have never seen someone so pissed off at a movie. Because <laughs> it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. I love it. I love it. Um, well, 
let's just use that as a segue. Oh, well, well, I, in... I got I got honorable mentions here. Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. Unbelievable. Well, it went to Todd, and then I got it mixed up. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, one that I would like to point out is definitely Cabin in the Woods. This was a huge surprise for me this year. I had no intention of seeing this. Didn't want to see it. But I think it was because we did a feature review on it. Yeah, I made you go see it. Yeah, that was the only reason I wanted to see this film. And I loved it. It's completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And, I mean, a merman and unicorns? Are you kidding me? (laughs) That was awesome. Uh... And I agree with the, pretty much all the other ones that have been mentioned. Uh, the only one that I would add is the comedy. Oh, God. This was, was on my, this was on was, my list for a while and almost made the top ten. That was on my top ten for a while, too. With Tim Heidecker. It was everything I was hoping it would be. Yeah, the, I, was, I was surprised at the comedy. It just It was a lot different than I anticipated and... It's an extremely dark movie, but yes. it is worth watching. Just don't go into it thinking that it's going to be a comedy. No, it is not a comedy at all. Yeah, I think we talked about it a good bit on the show in the past. But we did. We yeah. did. All right. Uh, let's talk about some of the movies that we just maybe were disappointed with, maybe outright hated this year. I actually saw enough bad films that I could make a list. So I'm going to rattle off my list and then we can discuss it. Maybe you guys can add some of what you think were the worst movies. Uh, These aren't, these aren't in any real order, but I can tell you what I think the worst absolute worst of the year is. So I have resident evil retribution, the Raven. That's my boy. Nature calls with Pat Oswald. Just freaking terrible. (laughs) Uh, dark shadows um oh, dark i, I, I want to like tim burton but when he comes out with movies like dark shadows i just i hate everything <laughs> paranormal activity four this was an extreme disappointment considering that i i really liked the first three this was complete garbage piranha three double d this is probably my second most hated movie of the year it's, I mean, if you even want to call it a movie, it's just complete trash. Uh, this means war with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine and I Tom sti- Hardy. I, I still can't believe you watched that movie. Why would you do that? Okay, so did that you review one, that? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did review it. That's not why I saw it. I think it came out on like uh, Valentine's Day. My girlfriend wanted to see it, so yeah, gotcha. bit the bullet. Uh, Savages, Oliver Stone's Savages. Um, despised that movie that is on and my number one most hated movie of the year was 444 last day yes i wish we could high five right now (laughs) by abel ferreira that movie was a oh my god an abomination so unbelievably terrible i i'm surprised i even made it through it and the only reason that i was able to get through the movie is because i kept thinking to myself something's gonna happen it's gonna get better but it doesn't <laughs> no the whole time i i don't know how the hell i made it through either i just kept saying it just kept yelling at the screen that i hated you the characters every time yeah, Willem Dafoe's face popped up i was like i hate you my only consolation while watching that was 
well, at least the Earth's going to explode and I'm going to be able to see all these characters die. But that didn't even... It didn't didn't happen. (laughs) And it didn't happen soon enough. No. I can't believe... What what was the list, too, that this was, like, number three? Was that the the French um, magazine, the Cather du Cinema? Uh, that, it's like that was like number three movie of the year. Yeah, that's just... Go to hell. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. I've seen this on other people's worst lists, so I know that it's not a good movie. Ooh, which I forgot to point out. Did you notice that Beast of the Southern Wild made it on Village Voice's worst movies of the year? What? No, but they can yeah. suck it. Yeah, I forgot to mention that when we were talking wow. about Beast of the Southern Wild. That yeah, to me that's... just seems like one of those, hey, we're different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's my worst list. I would give an, an honorable mention to Snow White and the Huntsman. I really hated that one, too. And there's there's a plenty of on-demand movies that I've seen this year, too, that didn't make it on there, like Baytown Outlaws and The Good Doctor. Mm. So many <laughs> of those on-demand movies. <laughs> I just love... Whenever someone mentions a movie title and you just hear another person go, mm, because <laughs> yeah. you just know they want to say so much. Well, you can read my review of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I have a feeling important. Todd's list is probably big because he gets a bulk of our, uh, uh, our, the own, own, demand. <laughs> yeah, our own demand stuff. Yeah, which, that. From yeah, me, Todd, this, I apologize for that. No, no, no. It's uh, those are the most fun to review because. Oh yeah, I get to be a little venomous. I enjoy it. Uh, I, I, Nature Calls was one of those on-demand reviews, and I did it, and I loved ripping that apart. I loved it. Loved. Uh, any other disappointments? Worst ofs? Uh, uh, I would. I would put killing them softly on that. Yes. Oh yeah. Thank I didn't you very much. I hated that movie. That was fucking awful. I didn't hate it, but I I I, I was I would I would it was definitely one of the biggest disappointments of the year for me. Easily the biggest disappointment. Yes. And um and I couldn't I was terribly disappointed by Les Mis. Just was Oh, they just keep singing, screaming to get the hell out of there. Uh, <laughs> I just kept looking at my watch. And then they would sing another damn song, and I'd be like, fuck, I got another, like, three minutes of this shit. And then there was another song, and they just... Well, that's because it was a musical, Kevin, but... I know, I know. It's just, it's unfortunate, because I didn't, I didn't realize that it's like the Umbrellas of Sherbert, where they just sing the entire time. Yeah. I thought it was, like, musical numbers sprinkled in. No. And they yeah, just, see, that's what, that's how I thought it was, too. And then they just when Kevin singing. told me that, I decided not to see it. They just keep saying it. I probably will see it before the Oscars, but I'm not excited. It was terrible. Cheers to you. Have fun. Well, I think uh, Daniel, our other contributor, gave it a... What, what did he give it on the site? Like an 8 out of 7? He gave it 7.5 out of 10. So, mm, I don't know. I don't know. He and I are getting into some comments about it. but I saw that. I saw uh-huh. that. Uh, I think he's I think he's lost his mind, basically. But mm. <laughs> I wish like right now we could do like a Mori Povich moment where it would be like, and we have Daniel here now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to get him, but he was unavailable today, so oh, oh well, next yeah. time, Daniel. Next time, buddy. 
We're going to get you. <laughs> All right. Any other uh, worst? Uh, worst? Or the worst? Uh, I have a couple. Uh, savages wholeheartedly. That was just awful. I hated every minute of that damn movie. You know, a lot of people like that. Well, they shouldn't. <laughs> there's there's a, a, a number of people that, that enjoyed Savages. And I just... That's one of those... Because usually, if it's a bad movie, you understand. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, people don't like this, generally speaking. But then some movies like Savages come out where most people are like, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was pretty good. And I, I just don't see it. Like, I just cannot understand how you can like that movie. Yeah. Uh, Hunger Games? Ugh. <laughs> God, what a horrible. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't hate Hunger Games. I'll but admit it. Hunger Games also provided me with one of the most laughable scenes I've ever seen, which is uh, which one? What is it? Peta? Is it Peta when he's hiding and he's like a rock? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> when as soon as that scene popped up, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, just, God. just because he's a baker's son and he decorates cakes, he can turn himself into a fucking moss and a rock. Yeah, dude. No. Awful. Yeah, yeah, dude. Unbelievable. And the shaky cam, Jesus. Ugh. I'm surprised I didn't throw up everywhere during this movie. Yeah. Um, another one for me, we talked about it numerous times, Prometheus. I thought that was just an absolute train wreck of a movie. Uh, it was. It was close to a train wreck for me, but... There was enough suspense in there and uh, really, really good visuals in that movie. Those two things kind of gave it a pass. The uh, whatever abortion scene or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> that scene was very suspenseful. I really liked that. and I don't know. I, I just feel like that that was a missed opportunity. Yes, very much so. Now, I should also preface my worst movies of the years but it's saying that i am not like you adam where you see a lot of things that you pretty much know going in are going to be terrible i'm sort of picky in what i see so some of mine are a little bit reaching right yeah. just to make mine a list because like one all the ones that you mentioned yeah i probably hated them but at the same time i'm not going to waste my time and see them not going to see Dark Shadows? No, God, no. Not going to check out that some movie, Dark Shadows? That, that movie looked absolutely terrible. Did you see Dark Shadows, Todd? Oh, no, I wouldn't dare. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty big disappointment. Because when you want to see Burton, when he's one, I mean, you want it to be good. And when I could tell it wasn't, I decided to just skip it. That's, that's the interesting thing about Tim Burton is, like, I think, I think by now, like, most other directors, they would just be done. Like, their career would be over. But with Tim Burton, it's like everybody wants to like him, so they keep giving him chance after chance after chance. And, I mean, fortunately, Frankenweenie was really good. I really enjoyed Frankenweenie. Yeah, he he saved it there, because I was pretty much done with him. We'll see Which, another he... person that did that this year was Richard Linklater. I was completely done with him. And then he came out with Bernie. That's right. Forgot to oh, mention Bernie. I Bernie. That's a, there's a few that I'm thinking about as you're going through the worst that actually were should be probably on the honorable mention that I just didn't think about, like End of Watch and The Sessions and The Loved yeah. Ones. Yeah, The Loved Ones. I would agree with that, even though yeah, it came out in 2009 in Australia. <laughs> but for us, right? It just came out. So. 
Yeah, that made it on my top 10 horror movie list. I have that posted on the site. Some of them are, I'm thinking about what, in comparison, I'm thinking, oh, some were actually pretty good. Premium Rush, those were pretty good compared. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed Premium Rush. I don't think it would end up on any list of mine, but uh, the sessions I haven't seen yet. I, I don't know. Seen that either. Yeah, I don't know if that would end up on a list of mine or not, but uh, End of Watch I enjoyed. And I think that that got nominated for, for some Spirit Awards, so... I didn't get to see that yet, either. I liked it. It was really, it was really good. It's a, it's a nice ride where you just sort of kind of hold your breath through the whole thing. Yeah, it, I just really wish that they didn't bill it as a found footage movie. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would have worked better if they had the same camera work, but just take out all the stuff where they're like, are you still filming this? And like... Why are you filming this and all that stuff? Like, because once they introduce that, then it just opens the entire movie up to pick it apart and be like, okay, well, how did they get that angle or why are they cutting? And just that bothers me with those found footage movies. Yeah. Yeah. But, all right. And one, I have one more for the worst of the year, and that's Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. <laughs> you really hated that. I fucking hated this film. So terrible. Most misleading title in the world. I didn't I didn't hate it that much. But I, hated I, it. I didn't I didn't like it that much either. I, I do remember that we did kind of rip it apart on the show. I rip it apart any day of the week. <laughs> I'm always ready to go at a moment's notice to just tear into this movie. Alright, well speaking of end of the world movies, I have a couple here on my anticipated list. Let's go ahead and kick this off. I have these sort of numbered, but not really. Mainly the like top three or four I have. So let's just kind of. I mean, I'll I'll give them numbers, but just just yeah, we'll, go through them. They don't really count. No. Uh, first up, I have Inside Llewellyn Davis by the Cohen Brothers. Well, yeah, yeah, Coen Any, Brothers. Anything with Coens? Yeah, Dude. I mean, I'm I'm interested in this. It looks like it's going to be, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a musical, but apparently there are going to be some musical numbers in it. So I don't know right. about that. That's why it's like number 13 on my list. I don't know. I hope it's nothing but John Goodman singing. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would I would uh, thoroughly enjoy that. That would be awesome. Uh, Kevin, what do you have? What do I have? I'm just picking here. Um, I'd go with an obvious one is Man of Steel. Yep. Mostly uh, just because I want to know if it's good or not. I I can't wait any longer. I want to see a good Superman movie. And the the trailer for that ended up on one of our our best uh, trailers list of the year. Like, the trailers look so good for that movie. Yeah. And I I hope the, the entire movie looks that good, but... I don't know. I mean, Zack Snyder, we know that he mm-hmm. is excellent with visuals, but story, I don't know. Find out. I don't know. Todd, what's one of your most anticipated? Oh, the long-awaited second Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. Oh. That's right. There is another Sin City. Another Sin City after all these years. I was obsessed with the first one when it came out. I, it was everything that I could ever want in a comic book movie at the time. So, yeah, that I didn't realize that, that was coming out this year. That, I'd probably add that to my list. <laughs> well, we should also note that 
tentatively. <laughs> yeah, how many movies from our most anticipated of 2012 actually came out this year? Most of mine did. None of I don't think almost, like any of mine did. <laughs> three of yours did. Uh, all right, I have uh, another one. Uh, Her by Spike Jones, new yes. Spike Jones film. Yes, this is on my list as well. Yeah, me too. I think that that looks uh, trifecta. Yeah, I mean it looks good. Sounds like an interesting concept. I don't know. I've I like the idea of. Joaquin Phoenix falling in love with an operating system. Yeah. It sounds like gold to me. Kevin, next one. Um, next one I have is The Past, which is going to be the newest movie from Asghar Farhadi, who did A Separation. Oh. And I'm very, I, I want to see if he can uh, live up to A Separation. Now, there's not really much known about it other than it's an emotional social thriller. And it stars uh, Tahar Rahim from uh, A Prophet, mm-hmm. main character. So I'm very excited about that one. Again, though, probably good. won't come out for like 2014, 2015. Probably not. <laughs> Todd? <laughs> um, uh, George Clooney's next one, The Monument Men. Oh, I forgot I all about this film. Yeah, so did I. With Kate Blanchett and George and some other people that I can't think of at the moment. Daniel Craig, Matt Damon. Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray, John Goodman, Jean Dujardin, right? Is that anything yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's close. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban. I love Bob Balaban. <laughs> of course. He's good in everything. Yeah. Oh, he was great in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds really good. I'm pretty excited for that. I, I have uh, another... Uh, George Clooney movie on my list here. Gravity, the new Alfonso Cuaron film. This is the guy that did Children of Men. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And one this of the looks, Potters. Yeah, I'm not going to count that. But, <laughs> but, uh, well, for some people who may not have seen Children of Men, he also did. Yeah, he did Harry Potter. He did a Harry Potter one, the best one, actually. Wait, which one did he do? He did the uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't know if I've seen that one. I've seen like three of them, maybe, but I don't know which one. You could ones. tell that it was Coron. You could tell it was just so brilliantly photographed. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, I think that this uh, seems like an interesting movie. It's also got Sandra Bullock in it, which I don't know about that, but I think it's a science fiction film. Looks pretty solid. Kevin? Oh, what do I got? Um, I have The Rover. Which is going to be the newest film from the director of Animal Kingdom, David Machad, with Guy Pierce, Robert Pattinson, and Scoot McNary. Your boy Scoot. Scoot is going to be everywhere next year. That's good, though. I'm glad. Again, I'm curious to see if he can follow up Animal Kingdom. Plus, I like I like seeing that Guy Pierce is coming back. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good couple of years for Guy Pierce. He just kind of fell off the face of the earth there for a while, and then he came back with a vengeance. Yeah. Except for Lockout. That probably could have been added to my worst <laughs> list. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was not too good. He was fine in it, but... Uh, Todd, what's another one you got there? Oh, kind of surprisingly, it's going to be the new Star Trek. Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, I, I really want to see this. Uh, I'm not 
hugely in, like anticipating it, but uh, I definitely want to see it. I really was surprised at how much I enjoyed the first one. Well, that's was... why. Yeah, that's why I want to see this one because I'm anticipating it because I did. I thought I would abhor the first one. Yeah, I, I really, really liked the first one a lot. And uh, the addition of Benedict Cumberbatch is... The most English name ever. Is the Yes. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Sherlock. And I think that having him as the villain is going to be awesome. I, I know absolutely nothing about Star Trek. And I've never seen anything Star Trek ever. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think I have either. I was never a big Star Trek fan. Uh, so when I went to see the first one, I was thinking, oh, this is just going to be kind of generic action sci-fi movie. And it was it was awesome. I loved it. I'm I'm pre- check I'm out a, the first one. I'm a pretty big J.J. Abrams fan in general. So um, Next on my list, I have World War Z by Mark Forster. Absolutely. This uh, I I read the book and it, judging from the trailers, it looks like it has nothing to do with the book whatsoever. However, I'm still anxious to see this. This is a movie that was supposed to come out years ago, and it was just plagued with problems. So I don't know if that's going to hurt it in any way, but I kind of like the idea of the hordes of zombies where it just looks like they're flowing. <laughs> Like a like a fucking river, <laughs> a river of zombies. River of zombies. That's what they should have called it. I think it has potential though, and I'm pretty excited for it. I'm I'm interested. Count me in. You, I mean, you bring up river of zombies. Oh yeah. Punch, I'll punch my ticket now. I'm ready. Cool. There you go, Kevin. What do you got here? I got uh, only God forgives, which is going to be the newest movie from Nicholas Vinding Renth. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. Ryan Goslin and Kristen Scott Thomas. Almost made it on my list. Who I hear Kristen Scott Thomas is supposed to play um like just an evil, evil like crime lord. So I'm definitely interested in seeing that. Yeah, I think it looks it looks uh I'm sure it'll be good. I mean Drive was my number one movie of last year, so There you go. Let's see. Todd. Uh, Only God Forgives was going to be one of my other ones, as, as well as Ryan Gosling's other, uh, what, uh, Beyond the Pines? Um, the Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines. Yes. Yes, that looks excellent uh, as well. I can't think of his last name, but the same director that did Blue Valentine, which I thought was extraordinarily good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Derek yeah. San France. San France, there you go. And uh, when I first posted a trailer for Upstream Color, I said that that was going to be my favorite movie of the year. But after I saw the trailer for The Place Beyond the Pines, that right now is my favorite movie of 2013. And I haven't even seen it yet. I'm going to hold you to that. Based on the trailer alone. (laughs) Uh, All right. We have... I have Elysium. Um, The new new Neil Blomkamp movie. The guy who did... uh, District was it District Nine? Nine? Yeah. Big fan of District Nine. Love District Nine. Very interested to see his follow-up. This is another one that's been kind of in production for a really long time, I feel. So I'm really excited for that. Kevin. My turn. Um, I have The Grandmaster, which is the new film by the director of Chumkin Express and In the Mood for Love. 
And it is a martial arts movie, the story of Ip Man, who trained Bruce Lee. So I have a feeling it's going to be amazing. Have you seen the movies, Ip Man? I have not. They're pretty good. I haven't seen the second one, but Donnie Yen is in, in the that series, and he's always awesome. So, Todd, what do you got? Well, I was um, this one. I wasn't sure would be on here, but I since going to see The Hobbit and being pleasantly surprised, I'm interested to see the second one. Uh, I haven't seen the first one yet. <clears throat> I'm not a big Hobbit guy, and neither is Kevin. So I'm a big Hobbit guy, but I, I, I was I went in with lower expectations, and um, I went, when it was over, I was sort of sad that it was over. So I kind of wanted the next one to start showing immediately following, and um, so I could continue the story. And so I'll be interested to to go into next December and see the second one, see what they do with it. If you want to talk about unnecessary trilogies, Kevin. I think that The Hobbit is well, probably tr- the most unnecessary trilogy ever. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. I know nothing about any of these books or any of their stories, which I do plan on changing this year. going to see some of the things I've never seen before in my life, like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. That's right. Todd, if you didn't know, Kevin has never seen a Star Wars movie. <laughs> never, <laughs> never seen one. Well, you're uh-huh. just watching the original ones, right? Yes, I'm, I don't even count the the other three. Okay, I will. I will not be watching this. Good, Probably good. As Ryan, as Ryan would say, don't even waste your time. Don't even waste your time. All right, I have The World's End by Edgar Wright next. Oh, I forgot about that movie. This is going to be the final, the final one, and I can't remember the name that he called that trilogy. But, Trilogies, uh, Jesus, enough already. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I know. Is, it, is it really a trilogy? I'm just sick and tired of the word trilogy. This is going to be the final movie with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Well, that seems unnecessary. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be the final film with within this whatever kind of universe that Edgar Wright has created. I'm sure Eddie? they'll. I'm sure they'll appear together in other movies. They have to. Come on. Yeah. Plus, it's got Eddie Mars in it. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited about this one. Uh, I've I'm nearing the end of my patience with these end of the world movies, but I figured this year will be my. I'll, I'll see two more this year. I'm sick and tired of the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, what do you have, Kevin, for your next one? I have twelve twelve years a slave, which is going to be Steve McQueen's next uplifting yarn. I'm sure it will be. Uh, Listen to this cast. Again, the most English person ever, Benedict Cumberbatch, Brad Pitt, Michael Fassbender, Paul Dano, Paul Giamatti, Michael Kenneth Williams, Scoot McNary again, Quavonjane Wallace, Taron Killiam for whatever reason, and Dwight Henry, who played Wink in Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah, this, uh, I gotta say, I'm not the biggest fan of steve mcqueen i was not really into shame and um it was hunger hunger Hunger. yeah i liked that a lot but it didn't like blow my mind or anything i guess uh however this one almost made it on my list i'm very excited for this this sounds like it's going to be the most depressing movie of 2013 probably easily 
I don't think Haneke has one lined up for 2013. <laughs> so <laughs> I was just about to say that. Uh, what do you got, Todd? Oh, I don't know. Some of mine are being taken. Taken. Um, so just for just for uh, just for kicks, then I'll I'll say uh, Kickass Two. This was on yeah. my list. This was on my list, but it got it got pushed off. Uh, the only thing that has me questioning this is the the choice of the director. Um, what's his name? Jeff Wadlow. Uh, what did he do? What did Jeff Wadlow do? He did like Cry Wolf. Oh, uh, he and, never uh, backed down. He did never back down. Yeah. Oh uh, no. He's also apparently, according to IMDb, he's the nephew of Katie Couric. That's uh, interesting. Fun uh, fact. Awful. Fun fact. <laughs> That's the only thing that has me questioning that. Um, however, if they, as long as they stick to the comic book story, it'll be fine. But uh, the thing about it is they're going to have to... Uh, I read that they're doing like a separate story with Hit Girl or something. It sounds kind of weird, but I'm still excited for it either way. I just wish that, uh, what's his name, Matthew Vaughn came back to do it. Then I'd really be excited for it. Yeah. I'd like that there's a character named Night Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And Jim Carrey's in this one, too, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, I have for my next one, This is the End by Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. The trailer I felt was hilarious for this movie. And I love, first of all, all those guys that are in it, I'm, I'm a big fan of. And... The fact that they're all going to be playing themselves yes. has me even more excited. So, very excited for this one. Hilarious trailer. If you haven't seen the Red Band trailer for that yet, go to the site and check it out because it's really funny. I, I love how they make fun of uh, James Franco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to go see it for Danny McBride. Danny McBride making fun of all those other guys. Yes. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Except that I love the fact that he doesn't make fun of Jay Baruchel. He's extremely nice to him. Yeah. Very hateful to everyone else. Uh, Next one I got is uh, anything that is made by Lars Van Trier, which the next one is the Nymphomaniac. Oh, damn it. I forgot about that. I would add that to my list. Starring Charlotte Gainsbourg. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård's floppy penis and Shia LaBeouf who will probably also see his floppy penis more, more than likely <laughs> we're going to see everybody's penis in that movie I think I have a feeling that Lars Van Trier is going to have a cameo just to show his penis could be could be I wouldn't, don't know wouldn't put it past him now I don't know the, the only thing that I'm questioning is how we're going to be able to see this movie Uh, is it going to get distribution if it does are they going to have to release some sort of edited version because i think that the plan was to release two versions of the movie yeah and i think that i think the movie's in two parts too so i don't know how that's gonna play out but i'm I'm excited to see it yeah maybe before we can talk about it but what's that it may be years before we can talk oh yeah Again, like most of the things that are always on my list, I probably won't get to see it. I yeah, that's won't why get to see many of these movies. And that's why, like on my list, I'm pretty sure everything is coming out. Like fairly certain. 
Well, that's uh, what you think, unless they go the route of Zero Dark Thirty and Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, and uh, Gangster Squad. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Still happens. I'm not looking forward to. You're not looking forward to Gangster Squad? No. Oh, man, I am. I'm worried now. Watching the new trailers, I think there's, I have a feeling there's going to be too much Goslin and Stone going Um, on. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have a review for that next week. Uh, Todd, another one. Um, I don't have any left. Um, okay. I got, um, I got a few left. Like, uh, probably again, just pure entertainment, not really looking forward to it intellectually, but, uh, Sam Raimi's version of Oz, the great and powerful. Yeah. This one, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big Sam Raimi fan, but I'm just hoping that the Oz movie doesn't turn out to be another Alice in Wonderland, you know, type of movie. And I'm afraid that they're marketing it to be that way. The main thing that I gather from this trailer, I have a very serious question, is how does James Franco get acting roles? Because hmm. <laughs> he looks terrible in this movie. Who knows? And he's pretty much terrible in every other movie I've seen him in. I like James Franco. I thought he was good in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm. I didn't see that. I, I liked it. Uh, I have... The Evil Dead on my list. Or I guess it's just being oh. called Evil Dead. Segway. I think that... Um, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but I, the trailer's awesome, and I'm a huge fan of the original Evil Dead series. And I, I don't know. I just don't know what to think about it, but I definitely want to see it. That I do know. And there's there going to there's gonna be a cameo from Bruce Campbell. So uh-huh. Excellent. There At least go. they got that going. Yeah. Is it, is it going to be a trilogy? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not. It's going to be, be a trilogy. Uh, I don't know. It's directed by uh, Fede Alvarez, who's a... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else he's done. Oh. Not, too, not too much. It's, this is, is going to be his first movie. Yeah. But I did see that it has one knock against it. It has a Diablo Cody screenplay. It, yeah. Diablo Yay. Cody. Yeah. Good. So, I don't know. I don't know about that. Kevin, what do you got on your list? Oh, what do I got next? Uh, it slightly mentioned it before. Upstream Color. Yes. Shane Carruth. Primer's still one of my like all-time favorite movies. I, I am so... I don't, I don't... I'm just so confused, but enchanted by this film. And just the premise of it, and the damn trailer for it. I have a feeling that if it comes out and it plays like anywhere near me, I'm going to take off work that day and go see it because I'm not going to be able to wait any longer. I would have a, a strong feeling that it's not going to be playing anywhere near any of us. I, I might get it at the Charles. Oh, yeah. I might, yeah, I might play at the Charles. I might get it. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Uh, all right. I have, um, I have four, four left that on my list that haven't been talked about. Iron Man 3. By Shane Black. Oh. Yeah, very excited for this. The trailers make it look like it's going to be kind of a downer. I'm, I'm into that. Depressing Iron Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any... What's your next one? Uh, Mood Indigo, the new movie by Michelle Gondry, which is... Uh, <laughs> the storyline is a woman suffers from an unusual illness caused by a flower growing in her lungs. 
Okay. And it stars uh, Audrey. Uh, I forget how to say her last name. Teto or whatever. Two, from yeah. Emily. Tuto. 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 Tuto, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's Tuto. Tuto. So that looks good. But anything with her should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Plus, I love the idea, and it's loosely based on a true story. Loosely based on a true story of someone with a yeah, flower. Yeah, <laughs> you don't, you, you don't, well, it wasn't a flower. A guy had a tree grown in his lungs. Ah, okay. M- a little mini tree. A little miniature, was it like a little bonsai? No, I, I forget what it was. <laughs> he, had, he had to go to the hospital and get it pruned every couple months. <laughs> he had to hire a guy. <laughs> <laughs> he had to hire an old Japanese man to prune it. Uh, I have Wolf of Wall Street by Martin Scorsese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this that looks good as well. That's got yeah. a ton of people in it. A ton I think of that people. Has, I think that has Scoot. I think Scoot. Scoot's in there. He is. I believe he is in there. Scoot's in everything nowadays. What do you got next on your list? Uh, I'm down to my top two, by the way. Top two. I already did my top two. Um, the other one I have is Stoker. Yep, oh, that's, yeah. that's my number one. Ooh, Ex- insanely excited for Stoker. I'm I'm a little, I'm a little worried, but scared. Yeah, I mean this is going to be his first American film, so that right there raises some questions. But I- I'm confident, very confident. <sighs> I like the trailer to it. Oh yeah. The trailer definitely makes you want to see it, even if you're not familiar with him or those or Matthew Good or Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you? What's what's your last one? Spring Breakers. Spring Breakers. I completely forgot about that. I'm so excited to see Spring Breakers. Talk about. I should have mentioned that when you were when you were bashing uh, Mr. Franco. Yeah, well, he's probably going to be terrible in this movie too. Well, he's terrible in everything. Agree to disagree, Kevin. Franco is terrible. I don't think he's that bad. He's awful. I I kind of think he's pretty awful, but just I, the, I watch the Oz trailer again and just look at the expression on his face when he says, "I want to be a great man." <laughs> <laughs> it's like holy shit! Is well, he? But that's is Oz, he, though. Is he dying? Is that why he gets roles? Because they feel bad for him? I'm, I'm not judging James Franco off of the Oz trailer. I'll judge him off of everything. I'll just... Judge him off of Spring Breakers because it looks like he's going to be pretty good in that. Let's see. Hopefully he surprises me. Yeah, I think uh, for some reason Harmony Corinne is a director that I always need to see anything that he comes out with. And this movie just looks so good. I've been hearing nothing but great things. This is on a lot of people's top ten list for this year, but uh, it doesn't really come out till 2013, so those people's lists are wrong. Yeah. Bastards. All right. Any final closing thoughts about the year? Any movies we didn't mention or events or anything? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much everything. We've got a lot of... Talked Pretty, about a lot of stuff. There was something I wanted to say. Oh, <clears throat> Django. You know, anytime I hear about Django, I have this 
and most and this is mostly to do with the whole Spike Lee thing. Uh, whenever you know, I hear Spike Lee said that the American American slavery was not a spaghetti western. I just automatically think of Owen Wilson in Royal Tenenbaums saying, "Well, everyone knows that American slavery wasn't like a spaghetti western, but what this film presupposes is maybe it was." <laughs> <laughs> What did he say in that interview in, in Wildcat? Wildcat. Wildcat. <laughs> oh, God. I could quote Royal Tenenbaums all day. Don't get me started. Uh, I'm going to watch it right now. Now. Yeah, I think I do, too. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. For all the latest film news and reviews, visit us at filmpulse.net. And we want to hear your feedback. Send us an email at feedbackfilmpulse.net. Or call our voicemail line at 850-391-6071. Also, please take a minute to rate us on iTunes. We appreciate that very much. For FilmPulse.net, my name is Adam. I'm uh, Kevin. I'm Todd. And we will see you on Wednesday for Ryan Watches a Movie. Patrick Dempsey, too? Oh, yeah. P. Demp. P. Demp.